You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, and a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins and the Phillies played the middle game of their three-game weekend series, and we watched the Major League debut of the Marlins' number two overall prospect in their system, the young right-hander Max Meyer. He went opposite of Ranger Suarez, and with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, the day started with great optimism and excitement. Max Meyer making his Major League debut for the Marlins this afternoon against the Philadelphia Phillies, but it ends in disappointment. Phillies shut out the Marlins, pouring it on late and winning this one going away. 10-0 the final at Lone Depot Park today. So after the Phillies won a nail-biter, 2-1, just barely able to hang on in the ninth inning last night in the series opener. They've now won the first two games of this three-game series. Marlins are going to try to salvage the finale at 140 tomorrow. Max Meyer started against Ranger Suarez. Meyer in his first ever big league game at age 23. Suarez coming off the injured list. He'd had some back spasms and Meyer got off to a great start in this ball game. Leading things off in the first inning, Kyle Schwarber fouled out to first base. Meyer had his first big league out and then he jumped ahead of Reese Hoskins. Again, a 3-2 pitch to Hoskins, and he got him swinging his first major league strikeout. Hoskins swings through the slider. (laughs) And what I love is a little hop after that strikeout right there by Max Meyer. So Meyer with the first of five strikeouts he would record in this ball game with two outs in the first inning. Nick Castellanos doubled over the head of Avi Garcia in right field, but Meyer came back to get Derek Hall to ground to first base. And he was through the first inning on 16 pitches, 12 strikes. He then worked a 1-2-3 second inning, striking out JT Real Muto. In the third, he allowed a one-out single to Matt Veerling, but Veerling was caught trying to steal second base. And when Meyer struck out Kyle Schwarber, he was through three in a scoreless affair. Ranger Suarez hanging zeros for the Phillies. Max looked to be rolling on into the fourth inning. He got the first man, Hoskins, ground to short. He then struck out Nick Castellanos for the second out. With two down and nobody on, Derek Hall hit what looked to be a harmless single. A soft line drive into center field, but it was anything but harmless when JT Romuto came up next. Hit 230 with a home run. There's a ball smoked, left center and deep, way back toward Autonation Alley, and gone. A home run for Romuto, and the Phillies go up 2-0. For JT Romuto, his eighth of the season. RBIs 37 and 38. And the Phillies had the lead against Max Meyer. Bryson Stott then followed with a double for Stott. It was his first hit in 27 at-bats against Marlins pitching this season. But when Alec Bohm bounced to second, Meyer was out of the fourth, down 2-0. He then came back and worked a 1-2-3 fifth inning. He was through five, trailing 2-0 on 64 pitches, 43 strikes. That fifth inning would be the end of the line for Ranger Suarez, who worked four uh, five innings, a four-hit shutout ball. Didn't walk anybody. Struck out four. The Marlins, really, their only chance against came in the fifth inning when Brian Anderson let off with a hit. He was racing a double play. Luke Williams followed with a hustle double. He was at second with two outs, but Stallings hit a fly ball to right, ending the threat. And in the sixth inning, the Phils would knock Max Meyer out of the game, and they'd break this one open. Reese Hoskins with the Phils up 2-0, leading off inning number six. 
The 1-1 one -one to Hoskins is in the air to center field. De La Cruz is going back on it onto the track. He's looking up at the wall, and that's out of here to dead center. Reese Hoskins a home run, his 19th of the year. And on two long balls, it's 3-0 Phillies. Nick Castellanos then would draw a walk. Meyer would come back and strike out Derek Hall. But when JT Romuto doubled, putting men at second and third, Meyer's first game in the big leagues was over. Richard Blyer came out of the bullpen to replace Meyer after 79 pitches, 53 strikes in five and a third innings. Blyer was able to strike out Bryson Stott for the second out. Then with first base open, Marlins opted to intentionally walk Alec Bohm, the righty, to instead pitch to the lefty, Didi Gregorius. 1-2 pitch is slammed into center, going to get down for a hit. Castellanos scores. Here comes Romuto. The throw to the plate won't be in time. Gregorius headed to second, and he beats the throw from Stallings. It's a two-run single for Didi Gregorius. Takes second on the throw, and the Phillies have some breathing room. It's 5-0. And at that point, we close the book on Meyer in his first-ever Major League appearance. Five and a third innings, seven hits, five runs, all earned. He walked one, struck out five. A lot of pair of home runs. Romuto with a man on in the fourth inning and Hoskins with nobody on in the sixth. 79 pitches, 53 strikes for Meyer. Blyer got out of the sixth inning. Cody Poteet then on out of the bullpen. He was just activated from the injured list yesterday. Poteet had been out since May 29th with a right elbow strain. And after a 1-2-3 seventh, he stayed out there for the eighth inning in a 5-0 game. And the eighth inning is when this one really got out of hand. Derek Hall let off with a double. JT Romuto then grounded to second for the first out, but with a man at second and one out in the eighth inning. Bryson Stott hit an RBI double. That scored Hall. Alec Bohm followed with a single. That would bring Stott across the plate and with a man on and still only one out. Up stepped Didi Gregorius. Some nod as Gregorius turns on one deep to right down the line and out of here a fair ball. All of a sudden, it's 9-0 Phillies. And after Matt Veerling grounded to third and a great play by Brian Anderson, Kyle Schwarber, the league's leading home run hitter, put the finishing touches on a big win for the Phillies. 2-2 to Schwarber is golfed into deep right field. Garcia back, and that one is out of here. Kyle Schwarber with his league-leading 29th home run of the season. It's the second in the inning and the fourth of the day for the Phillies who now lead it 10 to nothing. So after the 1-2-3-7, Cody Poteet had a rough goal of it in the eighth inning. He would allow two more hits, singles by pinch hitter Johan Camargo and pinch hitter Odubel Herrera before finally getting Derek Hall, the 10th man to bat in the inning, to fly to center, ending the eighth. Poteet in that seventh inning, or in the eighth inning rather, allowed five runs on seven hits. And a couple of homers. It was 10-0 Phillies. And 10-0 is how this one would end here this afternoon after Ranger Suarez went the first five for the Phillies. Four hits, no runs, no walks, four Ks. Andrew Bellotti pitched the sixth inning, allowing a hit but striking out three. And then three other relievers, each with a no hit, no run, no walk inning. Connor Brogdon in the seventh, Nick Nelson in the eighth, and Jojo Romero back for the first time since Tommy John surgery today with a 1-2-3 ninth inning. He struck out Jesus Sanchez to end it. Phillies win this one going away 10 to nothing. For Philadelphia, 10 runs, 15 hits, no errors, 6 left. For the Marlins, no runs, 5 hits, no errors, 4 left. 
Miami had only one at bat all day with a man in scoring position, 0 for 1. Ranger Suarez, the winner, 7 and 5 over Max Meyer, 0 and 1. He loses his big league debut today. Time of the ball game was 2 hours 52 minutes. The Phillies improved to 48 and 43. They're now 24 and 22 on the road, 4 and 4 on this road trip, and 5 and 4 as they take the lead in the season series against the Marlins. As for Miami, Marlins again fall 4 under 500, 43 and 47. Now 22 and 21 at home. The Marlins were shut out today for the seventh time this season. They have scored a total of 30 runs now in their last 13 games combined, averaging 2.3 runs per game in the last 13 games. They are homerless in their last seven in a row. That's their longest string of games out of home runs since 2019. They've gone deep only twice in the last 11 games now. The Marlins have one run on nine hits through 18 innings against the Phillies here this weekend. All Philadelphia, 10-0. Ranger Suarez over Max Meyer. Marlins and Auto Nation are working together to strike out cancer in our communities again this year. Every time Marlins pitch records a strikeout, $25 is donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. Today, a total of eight strikeouts, good for $200. For the season now, Marlins pitchers have a total of 777 strikeouts. That means $19,425 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. It didn't end the way Max Meyer would have hoped today, but it's a day he and his family will never forget. And as we move along here on the 10th inning show, Max is down the left field line, just past the third base dugout, out on the field with a group of maybe 15 to 20 friends and family members big group came down from Woodbury, Minnesota to be here for this unforgettable day for Max and everybody who has helped him along the way. His mom, his dad, his brother, and many others. And Max is out there on the field. Uh, As we said after the game, certainly very disappointed. Things didn't go the way he would have hoped for and he would have dreamed about in his Major League debut. But it's a day he'll never forget. It's a day from which he can take some positives moving forward. It's a day from which he can certainly learn some lessons. And we'll look forward to seeing Max after the All-Star break in big league start number two. Also going to hope to hear from Max Meyer before we sign off here on the 10th inning show. Uh, We'll see how long that may take, though, as he's out on the field with his family right now. So the Phillies win this one 10 to nothing. This series and the first half of the season will conclude at 140 tomorrow when Trevor Rogers takes the mound. Trevor 4-8 with a 5.42 ERA. Uh, Last year he was headed to the All-Star game. This year, he's had a rough first half. He'll pitch against Aaron Nola. Nola for the Phils, 5-7, and seven, despite a really impressive 3.35 earned on average. Nola, who was second to Sandy Alcantara in innings pitched, having a really good year for the Phillies, and he'll be on the mound looking to sweep this series at 140 tomorrow. Marlins hoping to salvage the final game from Philadelphia. Well, the Phillies spoil Max Meyer's debut. They hammer the Marlins 10 to nothing. Before we hear from Donnie and Max Meyer, let's step aside for a quick commercial break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back with you on Marlins Rewind this morning. Before we hear from Don Mattingly, let's first hear from Max Meyer, who made his major league debut in five and a third, allowed five runs, although that uh, line certainly didn't tell the whole story yesterday. All right, Max, obviously not the end results that you wanted, but how would you describe the emotions of making your major league debut today? It was awesome. Um, dream come true. Felt good going out there every single inning. Um, I mean, at the end, could make a couple better pitches. Uh, they put the bat on the ball. Um, I feel like I'm in a good spot, though. You wasted no time getting your first major league strikeout there in the first inning. Or what was that moment like? It was fun. Um, honestly, kind of felt like another day out there at the beginning. I was able to get a couple good outs, get clean out of the first inning, so that helped me a lot. On the home runs to uh, Hoskins and Romito, was it more just the location of the pitch? Yeah, I think it's just better executed pitch. I don't think that it was the wrong pitch, but maybe just fix up the zone a little bit. After the home run to Real Muno, Stallings out, you gave up the double, and then Stallings came out there and chatted with you. What did he say? Um, it is what it is. Uh, made a pretty good pitch. He just put the bat on it, but overall, felt good. It sounded a little ridiculous, but two-plus hours removed from your first big league start. Is there anything you can already say, say you've learned from that? Yeah, um, they can definitely hit mistakes better, so just got to clean up location. and um, But... I like that I was aggressive throughout the whole night, pounding the zone. Um, so then, you know, I feel comfortable around the zone. Then I'll be able to nitpick a little bit more. I saw Mel talking with you in the dugout after you got taken out. What was he saying to you after the outing? Um, good job. Um, Going to have a lot more starts down the line. Uh, just keep learning off everything I do. What will be the thing you remember most from today? Um, man probably just saw my family come down and the smiles on their faces after I went out and talked to them after and it was just a great experience. How many people did you have here? I don't know, maybe like 20. It's fun. <laughs> Were you, you know, going out to the mound or even walking back from the bullpen nervous, excited, a mixed? How were you feeling today? Um, maybe a little bit like jittery, a little, a little anxious to get out there. Um, felt like I settled in right away and I was able to just focus on my game. Is it like you tune out everything around you, your surroundings? Is it kind of just focus on the catcher? What's you know, what's it feel like when you're on the mound like that? Yeah, just kind of controlling my body, and then I'll be able to yeah tune out everything pretty much, and it's just me and the catcher and the hitter. Was there a moment where you realized like you felt like oh, I'm on a big league mound? This is what I've been waiting for forever. I'd say when I got that first first out, I was I was relieving and. I was able to kind of take a deep breath and settle in. Uh, with the all-star break coming up now, it's going to be a little bit longer until your next start. Just between now and then, what's what are the main things you're hoping to get ready for, work on, and also just a little bit of a longer wait in between starts? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just looking to recover well, uh, make sure my arm's feeling good like it did, and uh, just keep getting after it. That was Max Meyer after the Phillies pound the Marlins 10 to nothing in the middle game yesterday afternoon. And as we wrap up, let's hear from Don Mattingly. Uh, Donnie, outside of the couple home runs there to Hoskins and Real Muto, uh, Meyer looked pretty good out there. What were your thoughts? Uh, I agree. Um, I felt like he threw the ball good. Um, I like the fact that, you know, anytime you give up a hit or a homer, he was still back on the attack and right after it. Um, and yeah, really pretty good outing. Um, like the ball to JT, trying to go down the way, kind of got it up and, you know, right into kind of a, a good area for JT. Um, 
and the Hoskins would make three, I think three sliders in a row and just kind of left one on the plate. Um, but he continues to keep coming. So, uh, you know, he's going to be like all the other guys where he'll find out where the mistakes and where he's got to get fastballs to, um, you know, get his change up in the zone where he's got that mix of different pitches and then he just becomes more and more effective over time. Offensively, can it really get anything going? Is there anything in particular that you could identify maybe as to why the bats have gone a little quiet? Uh, you never, it's hard to identify, always identify one thing that's going on. Today, actually, I felt like there was a number of balls that we kind of hit on the nose today right at people, which was a, encouraging uh, from that standpoint. It doesn't do you any good when you don't score and you don't get guys out there, but there were a number of balls I felt like got got hit pretty good today. So hopefully that's a good sign for us. But to identify one thing that's going on, um, it's hard to do that. Poteen in the eighth. Did you see Yeah, just, you know, they kind of score, you know, obviously got him lined up pretty good. You know, just getting mistakes are, are the same type thing. Looked like they almost knew what was coming there for a little bit. So we'll look at that. Uh, certain pitches, so we'll see what's going on with that. How do you think, I guess, Max's stuff played? You know, we no, it plays good. His, his slider's real. Uh, he, he's got fastball. It's just going to be a matter of, like, how does that combination work? He threw you know, he threw quite a few change-ups today. Didn't really get a bunch of them in the zone. Uh, I think that's going to be a – you know, I, talking with Mel, he feels like that thing's going to turn into a power change. Uh, and, you know, he's got some pretty good guys with Pablo and Sandy that, you know, kind of – as they continue to grow this thing, uh, where that goes, uh, I think his stuff's going to play. Uh, his fastball's going to. It's always kind of the reports have been a little bit spray, where it's it's in the zone, but it's not always you know kind of dialed in to exact locations, which is all young guys. But I think when you you kind of you get going and you, and you keep working, you find out you know what that means in the game. You know, if you're not getting to the ball to the right spot in the right areas, um, you know, it kind of stays away from righties in general. With the slider out with fastball, he's going to probably have to get the ball to the other side of the plate on righties to get the ball in their hands uh, to open up both sides of the plate. But those are all things that, um, you know, you kind of expect um, when, you, when you see a, a guy come up. Mentioned his demeanor earlier. How important will that be for him as he continues up here, just not being rattled and not unfazed? It'll be huge. It's probably the the thing that you know. Obviously, almost everybody you see now has good stuff, right? You see these guys with stuff, and it's a guy that has the has the understanding of how to get better and and the belief in himself to continue to work, to learn, to kind of keep always evolving and and what that means here um, those are the guys that end up being the better guys because everybody we see we just ran through Pittsburgh and everybody says oh what's Pittsburgh but everybody they have was 96 97 with breaking balls and two seam you know what I mean the stuff is good everywhere so it's the guy that evolves and gets specific with his stuff and, and continues to learn how to use it those are the guys that advance with Ranger again last year too he was pretty impressive against guys today just what what is it about him that makes him effective Rangers know what he's doing this guy can pitch uh, it's it's one of those guys you talk about pitchability I think his stuff is good 
but he keeps the ball down. You got to force him up into the zone. He's got pitches on both sides of the plate. Uh, again, I think we squared some balls up today, um, and didn't have you know really any luck. So you you don't need to talk about it. But uh, this is a guy that that he's got enough stuff that makes you deal with things. But uh, he gets the ball to, to me. He gets the ball to both sides of the plate. Can add, subtract, and that's always trouble. Trying to flush this one as quick as you can. Is there any importance on tomorrow's game going into the break? Feeling good. I mean, I mean, we we need to win every day. I mean, I don't I don't know how many times we say that, and and I know we, we can, you know, we like to come in here and win two out of three. Obviously, that's not going to happen right now. But at that point, at this point, you got to say you go to you win tomorrow and you move on. And and if that doesn't happen, you still got to move on, right? And and no what no matter what it is that we gotta we gotta come back ready to play after the break, but we got to be ready to play tomorrow. Donnie, uh, you decided to go with uh, Stallings behind the plate today for Myers' debut. How do you think he did guiding Max uh, throughout his uh, debut today? Good. I thought it was good. Uh, I was happy with it. Donnie, after the Marlins' loss to the Phillies last night, one final game before the All-Star break coming up for you this afternoon at 140 when Trevor Rogers goes opposite of the right-hander Aaron Nola. We'll hit the air at 110 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.